Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to D Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Shaq's comments. Now, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock somewhere, Shaq made some interesting comments about LeBron James. He said nobody fears LeBron James. They respect him, but not fear him. I was thinking to myself, is that unfair to him, to LeBron, or is that accurate? And he also said people fear Jordan. Now, I look at this two ways. One, Shaq was a very feared player. Because in Orlando, everybody knew, oh my God, he has this post move. But when he got the right team and the right system and the right coach, everybody should be scary of him. And what happened? The years of those Lakers three-peats, he was the most feared basketball player ever. Nobody, The referees didn't know what to do with him. The only only resolution was a searing shot to the free throw line and if Kobe was on the bench. Okay, so he was at his mercy. I mean, Shaq would kill you with 35, 18, maybe 5, 6 assists a night. And he was a defensive monster. So Shaq knows from perspective about players who were feared. So he has that argument for him. And also Shaq, he's in the Hall of Fame. He knows all the skeletons in the closet where the bodies are buried. So he knows Hall of Fame coaches, other Hall of Fame players, or maybe current coaches and players who say, you know what, they respect LeBron, but don't fear him. Now, I get it. The younger generation, they're going to uh, say LeBron's the GOAT because he's been in the league longer, and he relates to a lot of younger people. Like, they never seen the 70s, 80s, so... They really don't care or respect that era. They don't like what they see. Now, some truth to that. But as far as me, there is a little truth to that. Because when LeBron was at high school, everybody knew he was Magic Johnson 2.0. And of course, he wanted to be Don the next Michael Jordan. So when you put yourself on that pedestal before you take a dribble in the NBA, you got to prove it. Now, he held an outstanding rookie season. And then, as he started getting better and better and better, he took that Cleveland team in 2007 to the finals, and they got swept by the Spurs. So, he put a lot of people on notice, especially in the East and the West. Okay, I got next. So, I was listening to Skip and Shannon talk about this. That's one of my favorite shows. Shout out to Aunt, shout out to Skip Bayless. And Shannon Sharp went on a tear. He went on and said the Celtics went out and got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen just to beat LeBron. That the Warriors went to Kevin Durant because they feared LeBron. Now, let's think about this. LeBron, when LeBron came out, he was never really a good shooter. He didn't really have a good mid-range game. All he could do was dunk and get layups. 
So I understand defensive monsters like Kevin Garnett, Shaq. Then you look at the 2004 Pistons, who probably one of the greatest defensive teams ever. Yeah, they could stop LeBron. Okay, they know his skill set. They know once in a while before LeBron James got better at shooting in his mid-range game, he could be stopped. So eventually, yeah, in 2007, he got the Pistons and beat the Lakers. That's about it. And if Shannon wants to use that argument that the Celtics got Garnett and Ray Allen to beat LeBron, well, can I use that argument? That LeBron went to Miami so he can get over the Boston Celtics? I mean, fair is fair, right? And think about it. It's like, who's LeBron James' greatest rival? It's not Steph Curry. It's not Kevin Durant. It's Paul Pierce. Now, say what you want about Paul Pierce. He was a damn great player. Now, he wasn't winning a lot because he was with the Celtics, and they weren't a very good basketball team. And Paul Pierce never feared LeBron. They just thought he was just some scrawny dude who put all this pressure on himself that he, he, he needed to earn his respect. Like, a lot of media people just gave it to him. He's 18 years old. You know, one of the greatest high school players of all time. ESPN got him on TV. And you got Brian Brian Winhorst basically stalking him since he was 18. I say that in a funny way. And a lot of people looked at him and was like, oh, okay. Because a lot of players are also McDonald's All-Americans. And they never got this much hype. So it's like, you know what? We got to earn our respect around here. Don't just give it. So that's, I see how people view LeBron like that. He just walked to the NBA thinking, you will respect me because I'm the next, because I will be the next Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson 2.0. And people looking at him, excuse me, you are on your stripes around here, player. So I can see that. But I would say, you know, as far as Jordan is concerned, people did fear him. But there is an outline. The only person who really didn't fear him was Isaiah Thomas. Because remember, Isaiah Thomas is the only player in NBA history who can say, I beat Jordan in his prom, I beat Magic in his prom, I beat Bird in his prom. Now, I know it sounds like I'm talking both sides of my mouth when I say Jordan wasn't feared, but think about it. The Bad Boys Pistons created the Jordan rule which is a way to stop him because every time they played yeah they were beating him he was just a hard guy to figure out so they created the Jordan room to get physical with him make him think twice before he was going to get a basket and that's the meat and the fact that I have to make an entire rule just to stop one person that's a certain level of fear now of course you see why you see why Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas don't like each other. There's no respect. I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan would never forget the beatings he took from the Bad Boy Pistons. And you see on the NBA 75 team all the videos that 
Michael Jordan always went to go one on one Magic Johnson because he viewed Magic Johnson as an equal. I think he never viewed Isaiah Thomas as an equal. That's why he probably didn't respect him. But due to the fact that Jordan rule they put into place, he damn sure feared him to a degree. Now, LeBron, he is really a nice guy. I have no problem with that because everybody's different. I have no problem with a guy who's nice when to shake hands, you know, when to learn from Kobe, when to learn from head coaches, you know, look at the Spurs, how they play basketball, look at people like Tim Duncan, look at bench players like Manu, Tony Parker, and look at foreign players who are up and coming. Steve Nash and the Dirt Nowitzkis of the world. I can see him probably wanting to pick their brains and stuff like that. Because he knew even though he was talently better than all of them, he was always missing something from his game. So it was like, I don't understand why from Shaq's perspective. So it's not like Shaq is like talking for a rip. He's making it up off his ass. He is correct in that aspect. And I'm pretty sure LeBron, his people, is going to get weird at comment. They're probably going to try to cancel Shaq. Because you hear one thing bad about LeBron, him and his people will find that transcript and will come after you. Shoot, remember what Kyrie said? Kyrie said Kevin Durant was the most clutch player he ever heard. What happened? LeBron got word of that, had a conversation. Next thing you know, Kyrie is apologizing. So I guarantee you, it won't surprise me if you hear an apology from Shaq. Hell, Kareem got LeBron on him. Ah, you know me, people. Whenever I get frustrated, I get tongue-tied. But bear with me, you know how it goes. Plus, all you fans of mine, you know you like that. It's going to be on the shirt one day. Just pause on it. Keep your fingers up. It's going to be a shirt. But anyway... You know, Kareem was going after LeBron. And you saw what they did. LeBron got word of it. Now you got Kareem apologizing to him. So, LeBron is the most powerful, per powerful entity on earth. That's how powerful this man is. And then you go to Skip Bayless, who's the ultimate diabolical LeBron hater. Now listen, I don't really pay attention to Skip Bayless like that. Because we all know how he feels about LeBron. LeBron's a nice guy. He's the greatest driver of the basket. He likes LeBron James when he's angry. Like, give me the damn ball, get out my damn way. But other than that, that's all he really says about it. He thinks he's a horrible free throw shooter, terrible three-point shooter. And I'm like, and like, it just make any sense to me. Of course... Skip Bayless was covering basketball in the 80s. There was only a few shooters. We had Ray G. Miller and Ray Allen, but everybody was getting dunks, layups here from the mid-range. So it's hard to get on the guy that you consider a terrible free-throw three-point shooter when in those days they didn't emphasize the three-point range. Now think about this. On first things first, they'll get into a talk about the greatest teams of all time. Now, I will save that discussion for another episode. Here you go again, another teaser for my fans. And they talked about 
the 2016-2017 Warriors and 95-96 or I think 96-97 Bulls. My bad. Sometimes I get confused with them. Bear with me. We all know the Warriors that year they won about six, seven games. The Bulls then went seventy-two and ten, which is the best record, and won championship. Now the Warriors they had the greatest regular season record with seven three and nine, but blew a three one lead in the finals. So they went and got Kevin Durant. So they asked who's the best team. Now, think about it. Back in that time, the Bulls was the number one offense. It was number one defense. Now that Warriors team with Kevin Durant was the number one offense for the number two defense. And think about it. They had the same efficient offensive rating. The Bulls was 115 and the Warriors were 115. But think about it. In an era where the three-point shot wasn't emphasized, they still had 115 offensive rating. That's clutch. So it's like, man. But... But you know, then you got on first things first, Nick Wright, who's the ultimate LeBron, I mean, excuse me, the ultimate Jordan hater. He hates everything about Jordan. Sometimes I feel like when I watch these debate shows, there are like little plans. You know, you got Skip Bayless, who I call the ultimate diabolical LeBron hater. You got Nick Wright, who's the ultimate diabolical Jordan hater. You got Shannon Sharp, the ultimate LeBron lover. And then you got an objective person in Chris Broussard. Now, Chris Broussard thinks Jordan is the GOAT, but he knows outliers and he keeps it real. That's why I like Chris Broussard. I mean, Stephen A., he's kind of in between. He thinks Jordan is the GOAT. He doesn't think LeBron's the GOAT. But to some degree, he is fair in his ranking. He loves Magic Johnson, he loves Kareem, he loves Oscar, but he still has LeBron number two on his list. That hasn't changed. That's fair. But anyway, even me going through this whole round of answers to answer this one question, Shaq is right. I mean, this is just, just how bad the... LeBron Jordan argument has become. I mean, I've never seen that one argument just make people go in a spiral. It's meant to be a good, fun conversation, but it's turned to an all-out goddamn war between media pundits and just regular people. I'm like Jesus Christ, just respect each player and their respected errors and appreciate their greatness. I mean, yeah, championships matter. But I'm not going to degrade the person because of how many losses or how many championships they won. I mean, but hey, that's the rule of sports. That's why sometimes I feel bad for so many athletes. It's like we had so many athletes in basketball and football, but it's like, damn, if they ain't won a championship or they'll make an all-star team, all-pros, all-NBA. All defensive team is like, uh, yeah, off the list. It's like, come on, man.
But to answer the question directly, Shaq isn't wrong. People don't fear LeBron. They just respect his game and respect what he has done for the NBA as the face of the NBA probably in the last 19 years. And I have no problem with that because he's right. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's all for this episode. Now, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. If you agree with me or disagree with me, hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me up on my Snapchat. You know how it goes. I love you guys. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I'm out.